thank you very much, Rick. And I actually would like to take this opportunity and thank the Marshall Center for supporting this research. Uh, my presentation today is based on the dissertation chapter, um, and as Rick said, entitled The Effect of Project Constitutionalization on Violent Conflict, Shaky, Content Left. Okay. Um, the prospects of peace and stability are often involved as a reason to form international organizations at the regional level. For example, the founders of the European integration process strongly believe that regional economic organization is vital for European reconciliation. Similarly, just last May, George W. Bush offered a plan for a free trade area in the Middle East, and the purpose of this plan was to bring peace and stability for this troubled region. This link is, however, by no means a foregone conclusion. Students of international politics have important disagreements regarding this issue. Realists ascribe little importance to international organizations and express a great deal of skepticism with respect to the ability of these organizations to alleviate violent conflicts. Liberals, on the other hand, believe that international organizations and institutions play an important role in world politics and can mitigate international conflicts. They offer several mechanisms by which such institutions can reduce conflict. Importantly, the liberal logic suggests that the ability of these mechanisms to reduce conflict depends in some important ways on the institutionalization of these international organizations. Despite the significance of this debate in the field of international relations, little empirical evidence has been accumulated on this question. The body of evidence that the realists bring to support their, their contention is quite patchy, and the critique of the liberal perspective is usually based on logical consistency and anecdotal evidence. Studies from the liberal, from the liberal perspective, on the other hand, overlook the significant institutional variation across international organizations and treat them as homogeneous. I endeavor to fill this void by examining the effect of institutional variation across regional, inter regional integration arrangements, or RIAs, on violent conflict at the regional level. These organizations are a collection of neighboring states which together address economic and other functional issues. Some, some, some familiar examples of these organizations are European Union, NAFTA, and the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or ASEAN. As we shall see, these organizations are very different from each other uh, with, respect to the, um, me, with, the, with respect to the range of activities that they sustain and the political power that they have. I evaluate these differences with something I label regional institutionalization. This is an important part of my research, and I will talk more about it later. After describing the reality of regional organizations, I will turn to my empirical analysis. My findings so far indicate that more institutionalized international organizations tend to reduce conflict, but its effect is rather weak. As such, my research provides qualified support for the realist view, for the realist view but suggests that it is premature to reject the liberal view. The finding also highlights the importance of several other factors factor of regional conflict, such as domestic conflict, economic development, and the regional distribution of power. I will conclude with some implications my findings. Okay. In order to understand the link between international organizations and conflict, 
it is useful to begin with general worldviews that attempt to make sense of world politics. In what follows, I briefly compare the realist and liberal views with respect to the effect of cooperation through international organizations on violent conflicts. Realists believe that the nation-state is the primary actor in, in international politics and they ascribe little independent power to other types of actors, such as international organizations. According to this view, national organizations reflect the interests of the most powerful states in the international system. E.H. Carr, for example, dismissed the League of Nations as an, as an organization that can promote peace. Contemporary, contemporary realists, such as Mearsheimer, also dismissed the importance of the European Union and the United Nations as vehicles that can promote peace. Thus, realists do not expect international organizations to have any meaningful effect on international politics in general and violent conflict in particular. Since these organizations are not very important to begin with, they Farber argue, their variation doesn't really, ma doesn't really matter. It is, it is if the most institutional international organizations, such as the European Union, NATO, and the United Nations, don't matter, certainly less institutionalized organizations uh, don't matter as well. Liberals challenge the realist perspective. They believe that the main cause for violence is the lack of appropriate institutions, such as democracy, free trade, and international organizations. According to them, Industrial organization can reduce conflict in several ways. Third, industrial organization increase regional trade and investment across national borders and thus make war more costly. The, it, it, makes war more, it, it, it makes war more costly because it re requires states to break this beneficial, this economic, this economic activity which is beneficial. Second, liberals point out that many international organizations have mechanisms that promote conflict resolution, contest, building measure, peacekeeping operations, and so forth. And these mechanisms directly address security concerns and violent conflict. Third, international organizations provide information that increases international transparency and reduces uncertainty and misperceptions that sometimes, that sometimes lead to war. Also, regular meetings also uh, facilitate the socialization and personal trust between high-level officials or provide opportunities for, for the regional organization to play a role of mediator. And finally, and in the long term, international organizations may foster a sense of shared identity among its members and make war unthinkable. In short, liberals advocate the formation of international organizations as the instrument of peace. The different mechanisms depend in some important ways on the power of this, the organization. The more powerful or institutional the organization, the more, success, the, more, the more successful it should be in mitigating violence. For example, international organizations that cover more issue areas are more likely to generate more benefits and thus increase the opportunity cost of war. Despite the potential importance of, international, of institutional variation, the extant literature on the link between international organizations and peace overlooks this issue. Most studying this tradition, this is, uh, for example, the democratic peace literature by Rutherford O'Neill and others, um, simply ignores this institutional variation and treats international organizations as done variable. That is, either they exist or they don't. 
literature that looks on institutional variation, on the other hand, ignores violent conflict and does not explore this link, uh, which is pretty fundamental for the study of international politics. In addition, uh, the literature that looks on institutional variation doesn't look on the implementation of the agreement and focuses on institutional design. And some examples are Mike Taylor, Graeco, and others. While most observers agree that the numerous organizations are very different from each other, no one actually tried to quantify and evaluate these differences. In order to compare the numerous organizations, I created a, I created a measure that I labeled regional institutionalization. I spent, a, I spent a great deal of time in creating this measure and evaluating a large number, a large number of regional organizations. With this concept, I tried to capture the degree of functional activity and political authority that that state hand over to their regional organization. In practice, I measured this concept along two dimensions. These are, this is institutional design and implementation. Institutional design is partly divided into several components, which are regional integration, regional cooperation, and institutional centralization. This component is further divided into categories, into categories and indicators. All in all, I identified 40 indicators that can score 1 if present and 0 if absent. So the design regional institutionalization, or DERI, can range from 0 for low level of institutionalization to 40 for high level of institutionalization. In addition, I also tried to measure the implementation of these indicators. Uh, an implementation uh, can score 0.5 or 1 for low, medium, and high level of implementation. And the implementation, the, the, the implemented regional institutionalization, or IMRI, can score again from 0 to 40. Um, let, me, let me show you how this variable looks like um, in practice. And figure one, can give, figure one can give you a sense of the regional of the spatial variation on regional institutionalization. On the one extreme, you can see the European Union, the champion of integration, which is the most institutionalized in my sample, and probably the most institutionalized organization in the world today. On the other screen, you see uh, very weak organizations, such as the Bank of Agreement and the Economic Community of the Great Lakes, or CFGF. And these are, by the way, the Great Lakes in Central Africa. This figure also also show you the difference between the design level of institutionalization and the implemented one. You can see that IMRI is usually lower than the design than the theory for the design level of institutionalization, and that's to be expected. However, you can see that sometimes the gap is pretty is pretty wide, like in the economic community of the Great Lakes, and sometimes it's relatively uh, narrow like in the European Union and Mercosur. The next figure gives you a sense of the temporal variation. And we see that institutionalization varies across time as well. Usually, usually <coughs> increases over time, such as in the case of the European Union and other, sometimes it stays constant, like in the Bank of Agreement, and sometimes it actually declines, such as in the case of the economic community of the Great Lakes. Okay. Next, I'm interested in the effect of regional institutionalization on conflict. 
a measure of, a measure of the level of regional institutionalization for 25 organizations from five continents. Continent. The time frame is the 1980s and the 1990s, and they coded regional institutionalization in four time points. These are 1982, 1987, 1992, and 1997. The biggest variable that I'm interested in is violent conflict, and I measure it as the number of intra-regional interstate disputes or myths. And this is a five-year count from T, which is the year in which they measured regional institutionalization, to T plus four. So this is the five. This is the five year that followed the time in which I measured institutionalization. The statistical, the statistical technique I'm using is a random effect count model, and I can talk about the specific technique later, um, if you wish. Let me now talk. Uh, let me now go quickly through the different hypotheses. Um, the first hypothesis is summarize my expectations from the from liberalism and realism. First, realists expect regional institutionalization, institutionalization to have no effect on conflict. Liberals, on the other hand, expect regional institutionalization to decrease the number of conflicts. As I think I'll round up the usual suspects uh, that may, may or may not explain but, uh, regional conflict. First, uh, the two other legs of the Kantian's report. First, economic interdependence measured as intra-regional trade is expected to decrease the level of conflict. <coughs> Regime ties for democracy, according to the Democratic Peace Secretary, expected to decrease uh, conflict. Taking uh, some studies to speak about democratization as something that increases conflict, uh, we can think about the relationship between regime type and conflict as, a, as an inverse solution. That is, we, we can expect to find more conflict in regions that are going through a process of democratization, but less conflict in regions that are either fully democratic or fully autocratic. Literature um, on hegemonic stability or power preponderance <coughs> expects concentration of power or hegemony at the regional level to decrease the level of conflict. We might also expect economic development to decrease conflict. Um, domestic conflict, we might expect to spill over from civil wars and domestic strife uh, to the international level, so we may expect civil war to increase the level of conflict. Great power intervention, here this is really unclear. Although most people agree that great power, great power usually intervene in local arenas. Some people say that great powers tend to intensify local conflicts, while, while others say that um, great powers intend to stabilize uh, local regions. So the expectations here are, here are not very clear. And lastly, we can expect that the number of members and the number of borders in a region uh, will increase interaction and also will increase, um, will increase conflict. Okay, so here, these are for uh, the hypothesis and trying to test numerical analysis. Let's go, let's go through the results. Um, the coefficients of the variables that are the focus of my analysis, designed and implemented regional institutionalization, are negatively signed. These results are consistent with the liberal expectation that higher levels of regional institutionalization should mitigate violent conflict. 
None of these coefficients, however, approaches a meaningful level of statistical significance. But the empirical results do not corroborate the liberal perspective with respect to the effect of regional institutionalization on conflict. Again, just you can see here, the coefficients are negative, but not significant either for um, the design regional design regional institutionalization or the implemented regional institutionalization. It is noteworthy, however, that these results do not automatically support the realist claim that regional institutionalization has no, no independent or zero effect on violent conflict. A statistical, a statistical test between two competing claims in which one claim corresponds to the null hypothesis is heavily biased in favor of the latter, realism in this case. In other words, when we have like a five, say, 5% uh, test of statistical, statistical significance, we allow uh, one hypothesis, the liberal one in this case, only 5% five, five of the time to be right, but for the real, for realists, we allow 25% of the time to be right. So this is not, in this, in this perspective, it's not really a fair test. Um, so, while my empirical, support, my empirical analysis does not support the, the liberal view, it also does not, uh, we cannot declare uh, realism, uh, we, cannot real, we cannot declare realist victory at this point. Let me go quickly for the other variables. We see that economic interdependence, or T-share, is not significant, it does not have any effect um, on conflict. Uh, democracy, the third leg, or the most, part of the most uh, notable leg of the democratic of the Kantian piece, uh, we find uh, the inverse U-shape that students of democratization uh, might suggest, not necessarily the linear, uh, the linear uh, relationship that democratic peace people say. We find a concentration of power decreasing the level of conflict, and that supports the idea that uh, regions that have hegemons uh, tend to reduce, tend to have are less conflict-prone in a way. In a way, we also see that economic development tends to reduce conflict, while civil wars, uh, the number of members and the number of borders tend to increase the, the level of conflict. I don't find any type of part of great power intervention that might be consistent with the different expectations that we have with respect to this issue. <coughs> What's members? It's just it's simply the number of members in the organization. Okay. Um, let's, let me talk a little bit about the substantive expect, expectations with respect uh, to the number of the number of militarized interstate disputes in a region. And let me explain, explain what you see here in this table. Um, you have three numbers. The first number is simply the number of expected conflicts in a five-year period in a region. And the baseline here is 2.4, it's, it's almost 2.5. So when we hold all variables at the median, and this is the baseline, we can expect about two and a half conflicts in a region in a five-year period. Now I'm just moving the different values on different, on different independent variables and see how we change this expected, this expected number. Uh, let me give you an example. Look on this cell. You can see that here the expected count is uh, a little bit more than two conflicts. The number in parentheses is the value of the independent variable. And if you remember, the implemented 
level of regional industrialization can range from 0 to 40. You can see that actually it ranges from 1 to 37. The last number is the expected, uh, the, the last number is the expected change from baseline, from baseline. So, um, the difference between 2.45 to 2.8 is minus 14.8. And that can kind of give us a sense of how changing the different values with different variables changing uh, our expectation, expectation with respect to something. And there are two important points, points I, want to, I want to point out here. First, we see that again, uh, actually, I forgot something here. Let me go back here a little bit uh, for a second. Um, the other point about, about this table is that when we're talking about statistical significance, we see that they implemented regional institutionalization is much stronger than the design regional institutionalization. You see here that that's not good. <laughs> okay, I try to uh, Turn off or something. Will we have a rest? I'll try. Thank you. We should keep it going. I'll work on it. Yeah. You're all worried. As you're going through the effects of institutional integration, you have that median value is 9 and the maximum value is 37. Could you give us an idea of an organization, an example of an organization that scored in the neighborhood of nine, you know, mid range as opposed to an organization that was score to 37, so we could get a better sense instead of numbers. Of, um, yes, actually, um, I can certainly do that. If you, if you go back to the figures I showed earlier, because I gave some examples of different organizations, and the European Union was the one and that's an example of 37, okay. and very high level organization. Denying the media, not as an example of an organization that's in the middle category. Um, what other organizations um, in this range? Thank, thank you very much, really. Um, sorry about that. Um, very low level organization would be uh, the Bank of Agreements, because there are several others that, uh, that's much this type of organization in the middle, you find um, the ASEAN. EFTA, the European Free Trade Area, and some others in the developing world, such in Africa. I can give you more examples later. Okay, well, this, the important point I try to make here before I write this progress is that statistically, the implemented level of regional institutionalization is much stronger than the designed regional level of institutionalization. That suggests that if entire organizations are to have any effect of conflict, they probably have to be institutionalized, or it have to be implemented. And we see it again here, we see that the substantive effect of the implemented regional institutionalization is stronger than the substantive effect of the design regional institutionalization. Um, for example, moving here from, um, moving from the uh, median, the 75th percentile, for implementation, uh, it, it reduces the expected conflict by almost 15%, while 
when we look when the design visualization produces it only by 6.5%. Uh, some other uh, things they wanted to note here is that um, the effects of um, economic development, civil wars, and civil wars are especially sizable. Um, and that's important because these variables usually are usually ignored by the literature that tries to, <coughs> to explain violent conflict and militarized disputes in particular. Okay, let me uh, conclude with several observations. Um, first, I try to convince you that variation across entire organization is significant. We saw that this evolved from the institutional design and implementation uh, a wide range of variation in terms of how much these organizations are institutionalized. Um, and as I said before, uh, most of the literature on these issues simply ignore this variation and treat entire organizations as study variables. Second, we saw that the third, the third country is not as firm as liberal, as liberal claim, but not as shaky as realists argue. We saw that we find that these uh, are negative or international organizations or regional organizations tend to reduce the level of conflict, but this is not, not significant in statistical terms. Uh, on, the, on, on the other hand, um, you, don't, you cannot really test for the liberal argument that there is no effect at all. So, in a way, it's somewhere in between, if you will. Um, third, I try to convince you, or try to show you, that implementation of international agreement is crucial. And if international organizations can really affect, we can really reduce conflict, you have to implement it. You cannot just sign agreements and, and keep it this way. And this is notable because many of the organizations actually don't implement these agreements, especially in the developing world. You see many many really nice agreements that try to uh, copy the European Union, but don't do much. So this is an important point. And finally, we find only modest support for the other two lands of the country, three This is economic interdependence and conflict. While we find empirical support for other variables, such as domestic conflict, regional hegemony, economic development. 